Welcome to Legal News and Business Reviews, your podcast source for legal and business tips, tricks, and information. Welcome to Episode 4 of Legal News and Business Reviews. If this is your first time listening to this broadcast, let me introduce myself. My name is Lori Myers. I'm a licensed attorney in California, and I've spent the last 13 years practicing criminal defense in Southern California. I have also been a licensed real estate agent for the last 25 years. Disclaimer, at no time shall any legal advice given on this broadcast be deemed to create an attorney-client relationship by myself or any guest speaker who is also an attorney. Now that we have that out of the way, let me thank you for being here and giving me your time. I hope you find this broadcast to be entertaining, enjoyable, and educational. If you find this broadcast valuable, I encourage you to subscribe. Also, I'd greatly appreciate if you left any comment or feedback on the Legal News Business Reviews Facebook page. Today is January 29th, 2018. There are always some cases that come through the criminal justice system that are considered high profile cases. And then there are some cases that come through that receive full blown national media attention. And there's a case that came through the court system this month that received national media attention. And yet, I have to admit, I was a little in shock it did not receive more national new coverage than it did. The case against Lawrence Gerard Nasser, born August 16, 1963, now convicted serial child molester, who was the USA Gymnastics National Team Doctor and Physician at Michigan State University. He began working as an athletic trainer for the USA Gymnastics National Team, and in 1993 he graduated from Michigan State as a doctor of osteopathic medicine. He's listed as a co-author on at least six research papers on treatment of injuries of gymnasts. From 1996 to 2014, Nasser was the National Medical Coordinator for USA Gymnastics. In 2015, USA Gymnastics cut ties with Nasser after learning of the athlete's concerns. September of 2016, it was the Indianapolis Star revealed two former gymnasts had accused Nasser of sexual abuse. Michigan State fired him on September 20th, 2016. The USA Gymnastics sex scandal had a settlement with Micaiah Maroney of $1.25 million, but she was also required to sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Now there were plenty of people that knew of this abuse. 
However, Maroney was paid to keep quiet, and everyone involved in that settlement then also kept quiet. Inmate Nasser was accused of molesting at least 150 underage girls, including a number of well-known Olympic gymnasts dating as far back as 1992. He admitted to at least 10 of the accusations. In July 2017, he was sentenced to 60 years in federal prison after pleading guilty to receiving child pornography, possession of child pornography, and tampering with evidence. In July of 2017, his wife Stephanie was granted a very silent divorce. January 24th, 2018, Nasser was sentenced to 40 to 70, 40 to 175 years in state prison in Michigan after pleading to first degree criminal sexual conduct, which was 10 counts in two different counties. He also admitted three of the seven girls were under the age of 13. Let's go over a couple of things that I also find to be shocking and noteworthy. In 2016, after the Indianapolis Star came out with their accusations, Nasser ran for school board and he actually received 21% of the votes. Thankfully, he was arrested by the FBI two months later after agents found more than 37,000 images of child pornography and video of Nasser molesting underage girls. In April 2016, his medical license was revoked for three years. There were over a hundred survivors that came to court and gave victim impact statements that was televised, but I have to admit, I was surprised that they were not aired regularly in their entirety on all the major news stations. Sometimes you had to search just to find one that was covering it because it did last all day for several days. Following Nasser's conviction, more than 150 federal and state civil lawsuits have been filed against inmate Nasser, Michigan State University, the United States Olympic Committee, the USA Gymnastics, and Twistars Gymnastics Club. The entire 18-member board of USA Gymnastics have tendered their resignations. Michigan State University, Lou Anna Simon has resigned along with Michigan State University Director of Athletics, Mark Hollis. There's actually expected to be numerous other people on the chopping block. It has only gotten started. People have compared this to the Jerry Sandusky pedophile activity while at Penn State. In each case, mistakes were made when authorities turned the other way or tried to hide the activities of the child molester instead of immediately contacting law enforcement. 
the fallout really is expected just to be at the beginning. United States senators have spoken out and criticized the USA Gymnastics waited five weeks to notify the FBI in July of 2015 after the executives first learned of the abuse. The New York Times was critical of the fact that USA Gymnastics did not attend the 2017 Congressional Hearing on Protecting Young Athletes from Sexual Abuse. USA Gymnastics have lost numerous corporate sponsors, including, but not limited to, Procter & Gamble, Kellogg's, Under Armour, The Hershey Company, and AT&T. The ranch in Texas, where many of these incidents occurred, have posted on their website, the ranch is closed permanently. The USA Gymnastics coach, Kathy Klages, was suspended on February 13, 2017, and retired the next day. According to court documents, Kathy was reportedly aware of the sexual abuse allegations against Nassar as early as 1997. ESPN has reported that they found a pattern of widespread denial, inaction, and information suppression of such allegations by officials ranging from campus police to the Spartan Athletic Department that went well beyond the Nassar case. Their investigation has uncovered that at least 16 football players have been accused of sexual assault or violence against women just since 2007. Investigation revealed approximately the same amount and the same type of allegations against members of the men's basketball program also exist and have been never reported to the public. A few other things I found to be noteworthy. Nassar not only wrote a letter to the judge that she was making a media circus of the case by letting all 150 victim impact statements be made and the news media be in there. He also had the audacity to say in response to the statements, these are the same people that used to praise my medical practice and skills for how I have helped them. It appears up until the very end of sentencing inmate Nasser just did not get it. He did read at sentencing a letter that he had to read saying that he was sorry for any pain he inflicted. He couldn't do that off the top of his head. He had to read that as a letter. But when he was arguing with the judge about making a media circus in the letter, he had no problem saying what he needed to say without reviewing any letter for that. Before I move on past this case, I will let you know that I shared an article on the Legal News and Business Reviews Facebook page that gives some very honest, constructive criticism of Judge Acalina's very biased statements which are not to come out of a judge's mouth. 
It's not to say she's not human and doesn't feel that. That doesn't mean I didn't feel every single word that she was saying. And I was honestly a little happy she said it, but it was wrong that she said it. And we should care about things like that from the people that are honored with the role and position of the black robe, that they are not an advocate for either side and not even the victim. She can most certainly sentence, she can most certainly sentence harshly, but to say things that if the constitution allowed, I would sentence you to cruel and unusual punishment and that she signed his death, death warrant. Like I said, if you want a more honest evaluation of those issues, please review the article that is most recently posted on the Legal News and Business Reviews Facebook page. That's a wrap of the legal information for today. Moving on to this week's business review. And that is Carla's Essential Bail Bonds, which you can call at 1-866-661-BAIL, 866-661-BAIL, which is 2245, 866-661-2245, available 24 hours a day. This is a highly reputable, honest bail bonds company. They're available 24-7. They walk you through the process. They have access to a variety of programs, a strong network of professionals, resources to help their clients, and they take pride in supporting their clients and striving ways to help put you pieces of your life back together. So when you're stuck in a position or you have a family member that gets stuck in jail and you need to contact a bail bondsman, I can most certainly recommend Carla's Essential Bail Bonds and they can be reached at 866-661-BAIL. That's 866-661-2245. Or you can also reach out to them on the internet, which is EssentialBailBonds.net. That's EssentialBailBonds.net. The final reward for listening to this broadcast to the very end is should you need any services from Carla's Essential Bail Bonds, you can refer to the Legal News and Business Reviews podcast and they will honor a $100 discount for any deposit for any bail, which means when you receive the quote of whatever the deposit will be for the bail bonds, if you cite this podcast, Legal News and Business Reviews, you will get an additional $100 off your deposit. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week.